so much to talk about, so much to discuss. It's all going on. It's Christmas time. It's Hanukkah time. It's Star Wars time. It's not impeachment time, according to Nancy Pelosi. She's holding off on impeachment time. Uh, lots to talk about, lots to discuss. It's, oh my gosh, it's Mandalorian time. It's Watchmen time. It's geek. You can't say geek or nerd. You're going to get in trouble for that. The hidden politics of Rudolph. Good Lord. We got so much to talk about. We have so much to discuss today. I'm jumping in. I'm jumping right in. I don't know what I want. Here's what I want to say first uh, to to the gypsy, to the gimlet who's on the other end of the, the phone line here. Uh, I'm done. I need a two-year break from, uh, and so this is Christmas from uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono. I need a solid two-year break from that Christmas carol. Why I can't. Are you- why are you object or subjecting yourself to that? I like Christmas music. Oh, I like Christmas music too, but there's some horrible ones out there. Well, oh yeah, it's there's some really horrible ones, but like I'm oh, not no, I'm no, not no, putting no, no. it on. Listen, I'm not like Joe Biden. I'm not sitting at my house with a stack of records going, "Oh, let's put No, you got the I got the radio on. I got the I got the robot lady tuned to the holiday station and every third song is John Lennon and Yoko Ono trying to make me feel guilty. Like, just throwing out the, sh- the shame-based Christmas carol shanty. You can't, you can't like, tell Alexa Christmas music not John Lennon and Yoko Ono? <laughs> I, tell her, I tell her to skip. I'm like, oh, skip, okay. and I'm saying it in a forceful fashion now. Yeah, I think maybe she's she'll, beginning Maybe she'll learn. They can learn, right? I, I, I don't know. But it's like a station. It's like a collection of songs. And it's oh. most of them uh, I like. Most of them I like. If you go to theloftestparty.com, you guys, there's something that's hilarious that's going on. They're taking uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. Oh, and I actually like that one. A lot of people hate that one. And they're mixing it with other songs. There's so many songs that have that exact same chord progression. Really? It's, it's hilarious. Oh, my it's God. It's hilarious. I posted one last week up at the Loftus party. It's Radiohead's Creep, but I'm a creep. And it goes, it fits perfectly. And then there's another one by Marilyn Manson. The beautiful people, the beautiful people fits perfectly. No way. Yes. And it is some oh of the funniest crap ever. It is some of the funniest crap ever. Okay, so that's, that's well, the... Well, I have uh, the worst Christmas song. It totally beats out John and Yoko. Okay, what what's the song and and why? How does it beat it? Uh because it's just terrible and awful and one of my children back when you used to have like a stereo, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you could play a DVD on repeat. Yeah. So you could just repeat a song over and over and over again. She found the song Christmas Shoes. Oh, yeah. That's and another would one. play it on loop every night when she went to bed beginning at Thanksgiving. Isn't to the, the one, point where the I would go where... in when I went to bed and shut it off because I couldn't take it anymore. That's the one where Mama's going to meet Jesus tonight? Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm like... Why are you listening to this song? This is terrible. She was like seven. I've heard that song. I've heard that song maybe three times. Maybe three times. Never Thank going God back. God, Alexa isn't doing that. Too. Never going back. That one's just. No. See, that's another. That's another one. <clears throat> it's like. Uh, uh, so this it, it, it makes you feel guilty. I hope it's a good one. Mm-hmm. What have What have you done? What have you done? Like, damn. Hey, lighten up, dude. Lighten up, okay? It's Christmas. Lighten up on the guilt. And it's the same thing with Mama's meeting Jesus tonight. Hey, how about you? Some people, uh, I don't want I don't want that. I want joy. I want that uplifting joy. nature. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Do you have a favorite Christmas song? Oh, they're all good. There's a there's an oh my goodness. I, and now I can't remember the name of it. It's a, a Sinatra covered it. And it's one that I haven't heard a whole bunch. And holy smoke, uh, the robot lady's been playing it. Oh, die! I can't think of it. There's there's lots of good ones. There's yeah. a there's a great. Um, 
Oh, it's not the four tops. I think it's the drifters do it. They used it in uh, in Home Alone. Boom, boom, boom. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas by like the drifters. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, we I, Seriously, we could do an hour on Christmas carols. We could do an hour on Christmas music, but there's too much going on. There's too much going on. I got to call shenanigans. Yes, go ahead with your one last question. you going to have a white Christmas where you are? Uh, there's a very good chance of it that never even, that nice. I never even thought about it, but yeah, nice. it's certainly, it's certainly cold enough. I got the, I got the radiator heat. They call it a radiator. It's not radiator. a radiator. Yeah. And it's such, I'm in love with that noise. I'm in love with that noise when it kicks really? on. Oh yeah. You can hear the water going through the pipes and it starts to gurgle and you're like, here we go. It's about to get toasty in here. <laughs> It's very exciting. I love I love the sound of a furnace clicking on. I love the smell of an old school furnace clicking on. I also love the sound of air conditioning clicking on. I love the sound oh, of yeah, a fan. Yeah, I love that. And it, it's summertime, and it's really hot, and then you hear the boosh, that, 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 boosh, that nice low. Yes. Yeah, the AC is clicking on. That's a good, that's a great noise. I could, We could do an hour on just like, Everyday noises that you find reassuring. Everyday. That's just a good reassuring noise. All is right with the world. And I love it. I love the smell. And this goes back to my childhood growing up in Ohio. The first time uh, your dad turns the furnace on in, yep. in, in the winter. And you get like, it's like the smell of burning dust. Yep. <laughs> it's so great. Burning it is... dust and hair. Yep. <laughs> And you're just like, yeah, I'm safe. I am totally safe. I'm secure. It's great. All right. Um, so this happened the other day. We'll just go in chronological order. Okay. No, not complete chronological order. Uh, I was on the I was on the Fox and Friends the other day. To, to some guy, some moron, wrote this article uh, about the politics of your fav- favorite Christmas cartoons, and yeah. Oh, I'll t- I'll talk talk a little bit about how I think uh, Fox works and all this other stuff. However, uh, I'm I'm getting deeper and deeper into it. We'll we'll circle back to that. The first thing I got to get out of the gate because I'm sure it's on everybody's mind is the impeachment thing. So Friday night, I'm at Governor's Comedy Club. They gave me a call on Thursday. I don't know who they were. I don't know who they had into headline. Whatever they needed me to swing in, and I'm like, oh, absolutely. I'll you know I'll close out the show. Happy. Yeah, good times. It's a great mm-hmm. club. It's a great club. I thoroughly enjoy it there. They're fantastic people. So I'm on stage and um, I'm doing, you know, relationship this, relationship this, you know, marriage, blah, blah, blah. And then like the last 20 minutes, I'm like, I'm going to save my political stuff for like the last 20 minutes because then they already like me, you know, and they're not going to walk out right. the last 20 minutes. So talking about Trump and, uh, I'm like, I like the guy. And this girl in the front row, and this is what I did my video on for YouTube and uh, and the Loftus party and yada, yada. Girl in the front row goes, well, he's gone. And I, I go, I'm like, I'm sorry? She's like, he's gone. He got impeached. Bye-bye. And I'm like, are you serious? Are you completely? And she thought I she thought I hadn't heard. And I'm like, are you, are you serious? And she's like, yeah, he's gone. I'm like, sweetheart, no. That's not no. how this works. <laughs> it was hilarious and fun. So I did a video on on how impeachment works. And I think here's what I'm taking delight in. Here's what I'm taking mm-hmm. delight in. And, and I think as as a casual follower of politics, so the, the way this whole thing got started is that uh, so this is what the, the Democrats allege, that, that they allege that Donald Trump said, hey, Ukraine, do this or I won't give you for I won't give you military aid. If you don't do my bidding, right. I won't. that's called a quid pro quo. So right now, in, 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 a, in a delightful form of uh, irony, Nancy Pelosi is like, hey, we've got the articles of impeachment, but we're not going to give them to you unless you do what I want. If you want right. what I got, you have to, which is the quid pro quo, which is so delightful and delicious if you follow the politics. So yes, well, I mean the Donald same Trump thing happened. It, the same thing happened with Adam Schiff. You're not allowed to use your political position to pursue your political enemies. 
here, let me collect the phone records of Devin Nunes, Rudy Giuliani, and John Solomon. Yes. Because yeah. I am because I am the head of this committee and my political power allows me to do it. And, and is anybody going after AT&T with that? Like some so so you're 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 shifty shift and you're like we want these phone records. So you can send a very threatening letter. I mean if if, if I'm sitting in my office at work uh and I get a letter from Congress, I'm like, "Oh, holy crap, I'm in trouble. We better do it. We better." But it, AT&T didn't have to do that. Like why did no, they, why they, did AT&T they could have they could have attempted to quash the subpoena, but you know who AT&T owns, right? No, who does it, who does AT&T own? CNN. Wow, AT&T owns that? Mm-hmm. Wow. See the things you learn. The yeah, things Yeah, no. You learn. I guess from, I got I just thought that was like the biggest wad of banana republic, excuse my language, bullshit I had ever seen. And so I tweeted about it, and, and a, a female attorney, um, one of them writes for the Federalist, and the other one works somewhere in the government. But she's, she's a legit, a, a good person. I mean, she's not, she's not real political, but she, she tends to give information about how some of these things kind of work, right? Yeah. And she said that that's actually the law. You can subpoena people's phone records. You obviously can't subpoena the content of their calls. Um, And that's between, apparently there was a SCOTUS ruling, that's between the person who's requesting them and the phone company, the individual who's being affected does not have the ability to quash that subpoena. Well, that's actually the way the law is written and it needs to change. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, you, you expect a level of, of privacy and why do you want to see these and why are you looking into this guy? That, that's, just, that's just common sense. Not only, that, not only that, you expect in Congress when you have two people who have flip-flopped back and forth of heads of a committee, their colleagues, even though they're in different political parties, there would be some kind of decorum there that would just prevent you from doing something like that. There's no decorum there. There's no decor. I know, I know it's Adam Schiff, but I, I think that was to me what was so shocking about it. Oh, it's all so shady. It's all of it is so shady. Shady. And the yeah. more you and the more you learn, the shadier it gets, and all and oh, uh, yeah. and which is why, like everyone seems to be wrapping themselves up in this. This will be a stain on Trump's presidency. He'll have an you asterisk. Know. He'll do have this. And I'm like, I, I literally, I literally think it's awesome. I literally think it's awesome because now hopefully there is an asterisk. Hopefully there is some kind of mark on his record so that when school children, like hundreds of years, God willing, we're still around, look at the list of presidents. They're like, ooh, what was up with this guy? And they're like, ooh, he was impeached. They voted to impeach him in the, in Congress. And you would look at it and you would dive in and some kid's going to be like, damn, they threw everything at that dude and he survived. And not only survived, mm-hmm. he thrived, which I'm like, mm-hmm. you can call it a stain. I'm calling it a badge of honor. I'm literally right? calling it a badge of honor. It's great. I, 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 I just. Did you see? Did you see this? This was probably my favorite thing of the whole week. The morning after their completely nonbipartisan, um, jacked up impeachment hearing, right? Yes. Nancy Pelosi does a, a does a presser. There were things in that presser that you could not even define as English. I don't know if she was drunk. I don't know if she's on benzos. I don't know what was going on. But how you can be the Speaker of the House, who the night before said they did a historic thing by impeaching the president for no crimes, which is really the historic part. Yes. And be so gobsmackingly unprepared. To this go into where... a presser the next morning, and then there were a couple impeachment questions, and she said, I'm not answering any more questions about impeachment. Let's go on to legislative priorities. And they all did it. They all yeah. did it. This is where we need we need to collect these audio clips so that we can play them. Rick will put them in. 
Rick will put them in, but it would be it would be great to hear them. It'll, the the other oh that was a that was a fan that, that was a moment I didn't even retweet that one. Everybody was like had they had the video clip of her just like and I'm like all right somebody messed with the video somebody's redone the no. audio. No, I saw it live. <laughs> she's like that. Boy, she's got nice boobies though. That's a she's got a, that's oh, that's will a, you stop? She's got a great rack for an old lady. Back in the day, back in the day, when she was hanging out with John Kennedy. I gotta find something. I gotta find something. No one's 100% evil. It's like Star Wars. It's like Luke Skywalker talking to Darth Vader. I know there's still good in you. And when I see Nancy Pelosi... (laughs) When I see Nancy Pelosi going off, I can always go, you know what? You got a nice rack there, Grandma. (laughs) Well, Well done. Well done. Uh, what was the What was the other thing? Is that uh, when when it was all going to be like a funeral? When when you know Nancy's going to bang the gavel and the articles of impeachment? She's told every they've all stuck. You know, it's a solemn day. It's a sad day. It's a mournful day. It's a historic day. All that, and she banged the gavel, and somebody started whooping it up, and she shot him that look like I will smite thee. I will smack you. I will beat you in Walmart. That yeah, I mean, fun. that was literally the look you give your two-year-old children mm-hmm. um, when, like, they do something that makes you want to sink into the floor. Um, but you know what it screamed to me? Mm. It simply screamed to me that she was pushed to do this by her far-left base, right? The Rashida Tlaibs, the AOCs, that mm-hmm. group. Um, and then... They don't even have the respect for her to comport themselves as she requested. Yes. Like, I, I have I, done this for you so that you all can satisfy your rabid constituency that'll vote in the primaries. And I ask for one thing. Yes. One thing. And you can't even do that? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn. It's like you got a... a big group of unruly uh, kids and they're all like, we want to go to Cracker Barrel. We want to go to Cracker Barrel. And you're like, okay, fine. I will take you to Cracker Barrel, but do not touch the things on the wall, okay? Mm-hmm. You promise me you're not going to touch the thing. Okay, we promise. Then you sit down at Cracker Barrel and the first thing they do is start licking the garden shears. Like, what did I tell you? <laughs> licking the garden shears? They always have like farm implements on the wall. If you don't stop doing that right now, we're leaving. That's the that's the old that's the old. I forget whose joke it is. Like, where's the place you don't want to be in a tornado? It's like a Cracker Barrel because it's all just like old sides and tractor right. parts and like it's it's instant death. Uh, so I'm not I'm not too worried about uh, uh, impeachment because it has to go to the Senate and and Mitch and the gang will uh, will straighten it out. Did you and it's see all the wonderful. best quote from Mitch McConnell? Mm-mm. Something to the effect of, I'm not sure what the punishment is, is and not sending is something we don't want anyway. Ha! Ah, that's hilarious. That's I hilarious. I love some McConnell this week. Okay, um, I got I got to give it up for um. Oh, we got to do one. We're gonna do a little bit more politics, and then we gotta we gotta go into. There's so much pop culture stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and like comedy stuff and joke stuff. Oh my gosh. Uh, I looked at the first edit for the comedy special. I looked at the first yeah. edit for the comedy. Yeah, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. And it looks like this is the thing where the people who listen to the podcast uh, get it first. I mm-hmm. think we're looking at a January, I want to say January 10th, that thing will start nice. streaming. They're cutting, yeah, they're cutting some commercials for Fox News. Mm-hmm. That looks very cool. That looks extremely cool. So. Uh, I'll use that as a segue. So it's very exciting. Oh, and uh, and Patreon people, Patreon people uh, who the, the the first wave of shirts uh, just arrived yesterday. So I got those. I'll turn them around right after Christmas and get those out to you guys. They're awesome and they're wonderful. If you guys want a shirt, go to uh, go to the shop or go to the Pimpit page of theloftestparty.com. They are there, and there's also. Uh, the Loftus Party store on Teespring that has some cool ones. So I got invited to go down to uh, Fox News to mm-hmm. talk about uh, the politics, 
the politics of um, uh, Christmas cartoons, which Rudolph and Frosty, Frosty is a cartoon, Rudolph is not. I would, I would say that's a... A claymation. A, yeah, it's stop motion animation. It's a special. So anyway, I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I'll play the game. Right, I'll play the game. I'll I'll pretend to be like outraged at someone, and then like I read this article. This guy like did this op-ed uh, for the USA Today, talking about the pol the pol the hidden politics or something like that in your favorite holiday cartoons. So I go to this guy. He he literally uh, teaches a three week course at uh, like Purdue or something about about this, and he's like a lot of my. No, I'm not. And so this is a college of, class. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Yes. Three weeks. Three weeks. So I'm sure there's some kid who needs like another eighth of a credit or something, and they take it. But this guy goes on to to say, uh, like a lot of his students get upset when he brings up the the possibilities of the Marxist undertones of Rudolph, and I'm just like what like what and his his thing is they won't let uh hermy be a dentist why won't they provide uh quality health care to the elves and then he goes obviously the elves need health care because there's an elf that wears glasses and i'm like that is such a leap that is such a that's where the kids get mad that is such a leap like Maybe they already had too many dentists. Maybe, maybe. And then the, the one that I really wanted to lay into, what about the hidden uh, uh, pro-gun rights in there? Yukon Cornelius is carrying a gun the whole time. The whole time. And there's no gun-free zones at the North Pole. That guy's like right up next to Santa. He could assassinate Santa Claus if he wants to. What? But no, he's a responsible gun owner. I'm talking about my. If it was my course, I would say no. There's nothing. There's nothing Marxist about it. But it is very pro Second Amendment. Yukon Cornelius is obviously a member of the NRA. He knows what he's doing with a firearm, and no one's concerned. It, it, it drove me. I got. I, I got legitimately angry about it. So you didn't even have to pretend to be outraged because then you actually got outraged. Yes. Oh, yes. It, so it's it's crazy. It's it's like a self fulfilling prophecy. And I'm like, I could see, I could see some guy like you know, professor from Purdue. I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna write this think piece for USA Today, and I'll keep it holiday themed. But like, really, you teach a class about this? It goes on for three weeks, and then you're just putting your own BS in there. Like, it's not it's not even on the page. It's not even in the special. It's not part of the thing. Like comment about what you're actually seeing, and then it goes. It's it goes straight to what drives me crazy about the left. This guy isn't complaining about something that he saw. He's complaining about something that he feels he thinks he saw, and the real. And that's what. And that's the the definition of the modern liberal. You know. Oh, I know that's not what this law says, but what I feel it's going to do. I know Trump didn't say that, but he insinuated. I feel like it's going to make me. And so, yeah, I, I, I went off the ledge on that one. I went off the ledge on that one. Live on TV? Oh, no, there was, there was a lot of laughs. There was a, there was a lot of laughs. Okay. I, didn't even, I didn't even get to the super angry part. I could have gone. I probably could have ended my career over there by really going off. They're like, comedian loses his mind defending Rudolph. I kept it light. I kept it light. Oh, and but tune I mean, in. Like, how, do you take, how, how do you take a grown person seriously who looks at a children's Christmas special about fictional characters and gets so upset he does a three week course on how screwed up it is yeah. like well how, how do you take how do you take that person seriously and at what point are we in in our culture that a national newspaper would print that drivel. Yeah, and it is. Uh, well, they got to beef it up with holiday stuff, and the, and it's. It, I'm sure it seemed cute. You know, if you've got to put together, uh, you know, a, a a thing of an edition of the USA Today, you're thinking, okay, great, let's run this one. The 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 politics of your favorite Christmas cartoons, the hidden agendas, yada yada yada. 
And it just what drives me crazy. And this is what I think this like I'm saying what the students don't like as well. Okay, so you're looking at this and you're getting it wrong. Like <laughs> it's you're not even close. You're not even close. And in the and and I'm speaking you're as really a writer. You're really just making shit up. Yes. Yes. And that's and that's what the left is doing right now with reality. They're just making things up and then they get upset when we don't believe it. It's like climate change. They go, here's the data. And you're like, well, that doesn't seem like it's that really that much data. How about we get a bunch more data independent? And they're like, the science is settled and you deny science. Like, no, you guys, I'm telling you, you're taking this small sliver. I just want to get a bigger sampling. You and then you and then you're the devil himself for questioning it. There's like well, no discussion on all people, this. There's even people who study climate change that are going. Everybody just calm down. Everybody just calm down. Yes. We're talking it, about 2 to 3% of a GDP by that time frame that's going to be three times bigger than the GDP is right now. We're all going to be fine. Fewer people actually die from bad weather now than they did 100 years ago. Calm down. And it's like, it's like uh, J.K. Rowling getting in trouble. Oh, my God. Can like, we I talk don't... about some settled science? We know what X and Y chromosomes are. It is. See, that's to me where they've just gone over. They've gone around the bend, as they say in Jolly well, Oding. She's gone round the bend. She goes she... out there and backs every stupid SJW progressive pile of womp, right? Mm-hmm. And because she is supporting a woman who was fired from her job, and it was upheld in a UK court for saying men can't be women and women can't be men. Yes. Now, now, uh, and then, like, and so this one. I gets loved fired. her little dig, though. Her dig was actually amazing. Uh, J.K. Rowling's tweet, or yeah, or that little, little part of "sleep with anybody that'll have you" or something like that. Yeah, that was that was classic British sleep with anyone that will have you. But it was like yeah. so it was it was incredibly sweet and and <laughs> like if you want to be called Linda, I'll call you Linda, right? To do your right. thing, right? Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> however, however, and then they 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 threw her under the bus. That's crazy. Yeah, but you can she, she's she's like I agree with almost nothing she has ever said politically. Amen. But here's what I love. She, Scott Adams, Dave Chappelle, Adam Carolla, they just legit have FU money and they can say whatever they want and they don't apologize. And I respect that. Yeah, well, that's that's where uh, we all hope to get. That's right. where we all hope to get. And we hope to uh, have somebody really do some behind the scenes of of the shenanigans where I think there's tons and tons of like. Uh, you know, brave people who say these things and have these common sense beliefs, but they get shut down and, and they get and they get shut out. It's it's really that you go after the little guy and it's uh, it's getting it's getting worse out there. It's getting worse out there. Last night, I didn't even I, I don't even know if you you saw this, but uh, so I'm on YouTube and I put up the new the new video. Like, like, here's what I'm saying. Like, J.K. Rowling's never going to disappear from Twitter unless she disappears. Dave Chappelle's right. never going to disappear uh, from social media unless he wants to disappear. Or from YouTube, no matter who he insults. Exactly. Exactly. There's that once you get to a certain level. So I'm, I, <clears throat> I noticed something was a little odd with uh, the algorithms of the YouTube channel a, a few months ago. And I'm like, I wonder if I've reached a, seat, a, a, a certain level where now I know that they know that what I'm doing and I'm on the radar and all that other stuff. But then, you know, like, oh, is that my ego talking? Is that my ego? So uh, last night uh, I post a new video. It's very funny. It's a good it's a very, very funny video. Uh, and so the comments start rolling in and I always read the comments. But if you guys I'm always I should say this publicly more. I will I will. Always, always, always interact with you at theloftestparty.com. I read all the comments on Facebook. I read all the comments on YouTube. 
and I'll I'll like I'll give them like a little heart just to acknowledge so you know that I'm reading them. But if you want to interact, theloftestparty.com is the way to go. So right. I put up the video. I put up the video. I'm watching the comments come in. And this guy's like, dude, that was hilarious. Great video. Uh, and so, you know, I click the little heart icon. And then I come back like a couple minutes later. Uh, and the guy's like, holy crap, I was unsubscribed. Resubscribing now. And I'm like, so you never, they did that for you. I did interact with him here. And he's like, yeah, I just suddenly, I didn't even realize. So I put a, a little thing on uh, on Twitter. And then I put a little thing on YouTube. I'm like, hey. And then also Facebook. And I'm like, can people just check? Because I know this happened to, uh, what is it, Dave Rubin, the Rubin Report? Yeah, it's uh, happened to Rubin. It's happened to Crowder. So I'm asking people to check. And, and like, it, I was shocked. With how many people are like, whoa, I was unsubscribed. What? Whoa. I'm resubscribing now. Resubscribing now. We're up into the 20s now. We're up wow. into the 20s, which is, a, which is a huge number for the size of the channel. But, like, listen, if, if um, it's like a snowball. You got to keep building. You got to keep building until mm -hmm. uh, you hit, hit a certain level. But I'm like, damn. Why? And that's not an algorithm. Why would an algorithm unsubscribe you to a channel? You subscribe. That's what you want to see. And so uh, I don't dig it. And I know – so there's nothing I can do about it uh, except to ask people to resubscribe. And I was like, wow, what a – just uncool, uncool. But I want to get to that, that J.K. Rowling thing. I want to get to the level where, yeah, you can speak the truth. And then if you go away, it's a, it's a big deal. It's like uh, – I think Pete Hegseth is going through it right now where – it's a great example. Like he put up that that dude's uh, manifesto, that that terrorist dude. Twitter says take it down or you're never coming back. And Hegseth is like, I'm not going to take it down. And but he's just gone. And like, it's not a it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. And now it's like an ego thing. I don't think he wants to cave. But uh, yeah, how many great voices? How many really funny people are there? out there on on facebook and twitter and you just don't even know you don't even know they existed you don't even know they're gone it's terrifying to me really terrifying no i agree um damn skippy damn, damn skippy, skippy you do but you know i i like legitimately post some things that i at, at times i'm like well there goes my account yeah and they're not i'm not swearing i'm not i'm not using you know terrible language or something that's obviously racist homophobic anything I, I don't do that right yeah I'm the person that says no i'm not gonna make fun of sally cone and say she looks like a man i'm gonna i'm gonna object to her ideas because i don't think the other one's funny yeah there's nothing interesting about that that's just mean she has some terrible ideas so I'm more than happy to respond to those, but I'm not going to make fun of the way she looks, who, you know, any of that. Yes. But I mean, like, legit, when I, I, I called Carlos Maza a garbage human last night over this J.K. Rowling thing, and um, literally thought for doing that, he's probably going to get me suspended for good. But I'm not, I, I guess I'm just to the point where I'm not going to, I think the worst thing you can do is censor yourself. Well, right? uh, and so that's when you, what they got everybody come, doing. Yeah, when you come to the point when you're censoring yourself about an idea, and again, I try really hard not to use deliberately incendiary language, right? Yeah. There's something, yeah. I, if, if I wouldn't say it to somebody in real life, I'm probably not going to say it on Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but when I get to the point where I'm censoring my ideas, I just don't need to be on the platform anymore. What's the point of being there? So if my idea is going to get me banned, and I was basically talking to Carlos Maza about how he ruined YouTube for everyone because Steven Crowder hurt his feelings using language that Carlos had used about himself. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's, yes. just, that's just garbage. Right. Yeah. And so there was nothing not true in what I said. And I'm going to say it. 
if that's going to get me banned, then I don't want to be there anyway. That's well, I kind of get where he's coming from, I guess. I mean, he's a news person. He was sharing something that he believed was newsworthy. If that's going to get him banned, oh well. Yeah, exactly. I can't wait to talk to him about it. I, I sent, uh, I sent, I sent Pete a text yesterday saying that I, I wanted to have him on the show to talk about that very thing, and uh, we should do that. We're, yeah. we're, we'll, we'll definitely do it after the new year. Here's a. Uh, but, well, and he's like one of the nicest guys on TV, too. And one of like the most patriotic. Absolutely. And, and it's no BS. Like, he just re-enlisted. Like, he's still doing, mm-hmm. like, he could get called up. He might have to go, hey, Fox and Friends, hold on. I have to go defend the nation. Um, okay, we got we to gotta switch gears here because I got to give a shout out to my buddy, uh, Joe DeVito, who every once in a while... A joke is so fantastic and just so perfect and well-crafted, it makes me angry. It makes me angry. Does and, it make uh, you laugh first? Oh, yeah. But then oh, it's like okay. instantaneous. It's like, Why couldn't I have up. done that? Yes. Yeah. And then you're like, it was right there. So mm-hmm. so De Niro's going off yesterday yeah. in some interview, and he's like, I want to rub a bag. Of, we'll call it crap. De Niro didn't yeah. call it. I want to rub a bag of crap in Trump's face. He needs to be humiliated. And then, you know, people are going with the he's short and he's old and he's this and he's, you know, those are all fine. Yeah. <clears throat> Joe DeVito, who is. Uh, I tweeted it. De Niro wants to rub a bag of crap in Trump's face. But what if he's already seen little fuckers? Hilarious. Yep. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Just a quality joke. God bless you, Joe DeVito. It was just, oh, man. Uh, it made me jealous. It made me jealous. The finally, finally crafted joke. You know who else I, I've been following a little bit more lately? Who? He's just ripping some California politicians. Rob Schneider. Um, That's awesome. Rob yeah. Schneider. Hopefully he has some very good stuff. I don't follow Rob, I don't think. And and Norm McDonald is always a good one, too. Correct me. Norm is always some funny stuff about, well, I don't even know. If it's a, I shouldn't talk out of school. This is not good for the podcast. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Norm, <clears throat> Norm McDonald crafts some beautiful tweets. Do you uh, remember a supermodel by the name of Elle McPherson? Yes. Yeah. I want to say... There might be a chance that she and uh, Norm were a thing at one point. Norm does very well for himself. Norm does. does. Yeah. So, um, oh, I got to talk about this. I got to talk. I want to make sure we have we have plenty of time because this is just like I want to talk about like Joe DeVito's joke was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Did you watch uh, The Watchmen on HBO? I don't have HBO. Well, I don't know if you had their streaming service or something or, or what no, have you. No, I have, I have not watched it. Okay. This goes this goes to uh this goes to Star Wars, this goes to everything, this goes to Lost. Remember the show Lost? Mm-hmm. You watched that, yeah? Yeah, I'm not recalling a <laughs> lot of it, but yeah, I did. Well, it it was very there was a lot there was a lot of clues, there was a lot of this, there was a lot of like, a ooh, show what you does have that to mean? Figure out. <clears throat> yeah. And then yeah. at the end, none of it really made any sense. They they it was like Game of Thrones. It was a really horrible ending. Uh, it was a giant jack off session. So one of the guys from Lost was J.J. Abrams, who's gone on to have a wonderful uh, film career. And one of the other guys is this dude, uh, Damon Lindelof. Mm-hmm. So HBO does this show called uh, The Watchmen, which The Watchmen is a graphic novel, game changer wonderful wonderful piece of uh comic book graphic novel they made it into a movie pretty successful but it's much beloved and much uh protected talk about a hardcore fan base the watchman so when the hbo kind series niche, right oh yeah oh yeah. yeah but it's but it's 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 really good and it's one of those mm-hmm. things where it's talking about modern issues and you mm-hmm. know yada yada it's so they do this Watchmen show on HBO. Damon Lindelof does it. 
and there's lots of little clues, and there's lots of little this, and there's lots of little, ooh, what does that mean? And I am telling you, I cannot recommend this show enough. It's over. They, they did like, I think it was like eight episodes, beginning, mm-hmm. middle, end, and he nailed the dismount. It was entertaining all the way through. It could not have been better. I'm not even kidding you. There comes a time as a as a fan of comic books and, and science fiction and all this stuff where you're like, well, nobody can do it good. Maybe my expectations are just too high, and they're not. <laughs> they're not. It can be done. So, which makes me, I'm like, oh, holy crap. This guy knows what he's doing. It's like when you were a fan of Seinfeld, right? Like, ooh, Seinfeld's good, Seinfeld's good. And you're like, but who's really the smart, who's really behind that? Is it Jerry or is it Larry David? Right. <clears throat> and then you watch uh, Larry David's show, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and you're like, oh, it was Larry. Because <laughs> you just well, see then you watch, he... watch Seinfeld's comedy and you're like, oh, like if you go to his stand-up, you're like, oh, it was Jerry. I think it was like the perfect marriage of the oh, two. Oh, yeah, Jerry's hilarious. I'm not. I'm, I'm in no way slamming Jerry, but just in the way they put those episodes together, and this looks like it's going to be something, and I'm calling it back here, and then it reach, takes a yeah. whole new level, and then there's a giant bow on it at the end. Most of I that actually heard Larry the best David. quote about that on. I don't even remember where I heard it, but it was this week. They were comparing, you know, some types of entertainment when they ever, and they said Seinfeld, which always said it was the show about nothing when it was actually the show about everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was, it was brilliant. Just yeah. br- absolutely brilliant. And that it survived its horrible first season. However, it, it makes me see uh, the whole Star Wars thing in a new light because you've got, you've got Damon Lindelof who kind of like t- took a backseat to J.J. Abrams. Everybody's like, oh, it's J.J., it's J.J. And that guy works a camera well, and he loves his lens flares and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But you need that Damon Lindelof in there, just like like Jerry needed Larry. <laughs> J.J. So left to his own devices, uh, you know, J.J. did, uh, we're kind of bringing back Star Wars, and he just did the flip, and then Ryan Johnson put a... Uh, uh, put a bullet together. Yeah, put a bullet in its head, and like you were gonna, you were gonna go see uh, Star Wars today. I was actually I, gonna go see it yesterday. Okay, <clears throat> I'm not. I've been kind but of staying away. My child, I'm just going for movie theater butter popcorn. I'm going tomorrow. I'm gonna go try to see it tomorrow. There's a certain, there's a finality to it that I just, I don't want. That I just don't want. When I see it. And they try to wrap up this giant turd of a trilogy with a little bow. And then they try to. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm snorting over here. It's going to be. It's just going to be horrible. It's just. It was actually funny. Because I'm sitting. I'm sitting outside. Taking the dogs out yesterday. And my daughter. Because she didn't want to like get up and actually come outside and talk to me. Texts me and goes. I don't think I want to go today. And I'm like, all right, we can go later this week. I said, okay, fine. I remember going to see The Last Jedi with her, because this is what we do. We like to see all the Marvel movies, all the DC movies, all the Star Wars movies together. I mean, you're talking about a kid that um, is an adult, and she has, her purse is matching. It's got a bunch of little cartoon Ewoks on it, and she has a matching mm-hmm. wallet. Okay? I mean, she's, she's nerd. She's nerd fodder. Um, love her to death. She comes downstairs after I go, okay, let me know. It's up to you, whatever. And she goes, and I remember leaving The Last Jedi with her. And I'm like, that was garbage. Yeah. She goes, no, no, no. And this and that and this and that. I'm like, no, that's all gar- That's all wrong. Those things can't happen. They're not. No. And so she comes down and says, to me, oh, yeah, we can see it later this week. I'm really nervous because they say it's not very good. Well, that's there yes. hasn't been a good one since Empire Strikes Back. There, but but at least with Return of the Jedi, not Return of the, but but uh, yeah, Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. the the third one. You got yeah, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. At least with that one, you had an expectation of what's going to happen. Oh, Luke is going to have to go confront Darth Vader. They're going to have yeah. to rescue Han Solo. They're going to have to confront the Emperor. It was a it was you a, know the a, story hung together. Without yeah. A 
And this one, it's like, what? It, I'm always boggled by it. And, and uh, I'm just boggled by it. How, how did Disney think it was okay? We're going to kill the villain in the second movie. What? Well, yeah, in we're going to really kill... In a weird way before we ever explain who he was. You know nothing about him. He's the I definition like, of a straw villain. Like, uh, yeah, it, it, and I don't... I personally don't see how you ever resolve... The, the what's the main girl character's name? I just lost it. Right. How, how you resolve Ray and Kylo? I just I don't see how that ever gets fixed. That uh, that, that that it's horrible. I'm going to Rotten Tomatoes right now. This is all I'll do. I'm not going to look up. I'm not going to look up any reviews or anything. Uh, but I'm looking up Rise of Skywalker. My daughter tried to defend the Last Jedi to me. Well, it had a 94 percent fresh on on. Rotten Tomatoes, I'm like, you know it didn't. Yeah, they they fixed no, that the second day. Okay, getting some results now. Getting some results now. Yeah. Uh, okay, there, wow. It's got a 57 on the tomato meter. Right after release, it was down in the 40s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're writing this movie at 57 and I haven't even seen it yet, um, you're just... You're just in there for the for the nostalgia. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, the um, the Mandalorian just keeps getting better. I think there's one more episode, maybe two, uh, and then you can dive in and you can see them all. But it's it's fantastic, and not to be like a super fan and or anything, but like so far, the 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 my favorite episodes are definitely like episode three. Which I can't, and it's horrible, I can't remember the girl who directed it. And then the other episodes are, are pretty good. But then, like, last night's episode was a banger. Was a banger. And it was that same woman who directed it. So she's just... She's on she's the upswing. Just, say what? She's on the upswing, then. Oh, I thought you said ego nut swing. And I'm like, I don't no, know no, what no, that... No, 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 no. Yes, She's, you know oh, what I kind of got to wait the, for, though? Because I told you I was going to get this whole streaming service when they were all done, and then I'd just get the free for 30 days and, and binge watch it. Yeah. But they're supposed to be putting out a six-episode thing about Loki and the Scarlet Witch. So I yeah. kind of want to wait for those two, too. Uh, those, well, listen, I think you're going to have to get the streaming service. Because what they're going to do... They've already gotten. They already ripped at least a million subscribers away from Netflix. It's just going to keep growing. They've got such. They've got such potential. There's always going to be another thing to wait for, and they keep like with the Mandalorian. They didn't. They're not dumping all the episodes out there at once like Netflix does. They're going. No, there's one on. There's a new one every Friday. Here you go. And that's they'll do that with Obi Wan Kenobi and all that other stuff. Uh, but like, here's the difference a good director can make. And a good writer. And, like, Lindelof just crushed it with Watchmen. And the directors of Watchmen just crushed it. Like, visually, it was great. The story was fantastic. Every little thread meant something. If you're paying attention, there's a payoff. It's, like, really good sex. I I like The Witcher. So I'm like, oh, I know what I'll do. On December 20th, when when uh, Rise of Skywalker comes out, I'm not going to go see that. I'm going to start watching uh, The Witcher on Netflix. And wow, wow, was it not good. It was like... Thanks for saving me the trouble. Shockingly. I'm going to give it... I, I, I struggled through one episode last night. I struggled through mm-hmm. one episode last night. And you can tell they spent a lot of money. And I'm... and. The script, the story is meh, you know, but they're, they're doing a lot of setup. Here's what bugs me. Here's what bugs me. Like, like, uh, Henry Cavill, does Superman, does, does a great job. He's, he's the, the, the hero of this piece. He'll, he'll, he's fine. You know, he's from England. He's got the accent. He looks dashing with the white wig. Uh, so he. Yeah, because I hate him as Superman, so. Uh, so. So the beginning of the episode, he's killing this monster. Big, so so we can see kind of like some of like he's got magic powers. He's a witcher for God's sake, and so mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so we see that he's super powerful. Then he does another thing uh, that, that like informs an action that informs his character. And you're like, okay, okay, we're off to the races. And then he walks into this town and you're like, okay, they spent some money on the town. Look at that. Town looks good. That's movie quality town. And then I don't know why. I know why it bugged me so bad. He goes into this tavern, and all these guys are giving him the stink eye. Like, you know, witchers aren't welcome here, and your magic powers, blah, 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 blah. Now, he looks like a million dollars. He's he's completely fit. He's wearing this big, long black cloak, and his, his, like, he looks like he just got these clothes from wardrobe. They look perfectly appointed. Brand new. Mm-hmm. And a character comes up to him, and she goes, well, I guess you're in town. You look like you could use some new clothes. And it's like, wait, is she making a, a joke? Like, obviously, those are brand new clothes. And then I'm like thinking, oh, yeah, I just saw him battle a swamp monster. He was underwater in the swamp. Did he go to the dry cleaner? It took me out of the reality so fast. And she wasn't making a joke. She was like literally like. And then, like then they now, forgot to throw some mud on him before the scene. Exactly, exactly. And then I'm I'm looking at everyone else's wardrobe, and I'm like, holy crap, they're all impeccably dressed. It looks like like you, they forgot to rub dirt on them, and it just I'm telling you, it took me out of the reality so fast. It was insane. It was crazy. It was crazy how fast. Then, then the whole episode was a joke after that. Now, do you think if she hadn't said that line, you would have noticed? Oh, I would have. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's just like she just she just shined a spotlight on it. She just shined. Right. And then everyone started repeating people's names. There's this uh, there's this queen, and uh, her daughter is the key, key to it all, and the kingdom's under attack, and her daughter has to leave. And every other sentence, this bitch queen. She was a fine actress. She calls the girl, my child. Come to me, my child. My child, listen. You are the chosen one, my child. And I'm like, no one went through the script and was like, hey, do you realize in every other line you're saying my child? And it just drives me. My child, you must go. Geralt is your, my child. Use your, my child. I'm like, if she says my child one more time, I'm rooting for the villains. I'm rooting for the villains. And then her her wizard with his brand new wizard outfit. He's like, I can hold them off as long as my power holds. And so he literally says it. He's got a force field up around the castle. And the little girl, my child, is like, how long will it last? And he goes, it will last as long as I last. And I'm like, oh, this dude's going to like put, he's going to lay down his life to buy them time to get them out of here. Then you cut to the queen. And she's like, my child, come here. And the daughter comes in, and she's like, they breached the gate. And the queen is like, how? And then uh, the wizard just comes walking in, not even breaking a sweat, not even sweating. And he's like, yeah, I held it as long as I could. I'm like, mother, get back out there and try again, you lazy. You're not even sweating. He's just like, he's a liar. And then I'm like, is this a plot thing? Like, he's not doing a good job of fooling. Like, he didn't try at all. At all. It's like, dude, dude, you're not even sweating. Your clothes are impeccable. I held it as long as I could. I did as long as I could. Really? Your hair's not even a little mussed up. I swear to God. I swear to God. It looks like he just got back from the salon. I held him as long as I could. Were you, like, (laughs) laughing and crying while you were watching this? Because you're kind of falling apart right now. It just, it's just make, it's making me laugh. It's just so funny to me right now as I'm thinking about it because it's just so ridiculous and it's everything I hate when like, you've got this great property, you've got the Witcher, you've got a built-in fan base, you've got novels and successful uh, video games and you, you just do that. And it's not because they didn't spend the money. They spent the money. They got, they got the special effects, they got the sound stages, they got the sets, they got the... Really nice wardrobe, too, apparently. And, and yup, yup. And no one, no one thinks to say, hey, maybe we should rub some dirt on them. Maybe we should. And then they tease you with some sex stuff and it doesn't pay off. You're like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Like, he, he's, there's a scene and spoiler, well, it's not even a spoiler alert, it's... He, there's a scene where he's talking to this girl in the forest and she's like, ooh, she's making moves. And like they get really close and they do like one little kiss. And then you're like, nothing? Really? Like you're not even, show me the sex. Show me, 
show me some boobies, do something. Because they were showing boobies earlier. And it, if it moves the story forward, go ahead and show me the boobies. But if you have a scene in some sorcerer's castle and there's just topless chicks, wonder, wonder, like that's for no reason. That's 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 just the sorcerer is just a freaky deaky dude. Like what? It doesn't. It's like they're showing me boobs for all the wrong reasons. For all the wrong reasons. That was what, what was so great about Game of Thrones. That's what made Game of Thrones uh, work. This chick's like, I'm going to bang you and you're going to do what I want. Okay, well, let's see how good you bang. Oh, she banged him really good. Uh, okay, I'm going to do what she wants. That's how it works. You just don't start swinging boobies around just willy-nilly if they don't mean anything. It's like you're, you're, you're doing the thing, but you're not getting any of the benefits. I'm going to watch one more episode of The Witcher before I go off. You're going to give it one more try? Because I don't think anybody listening to this is going to watch it. I, I, I really wonder. I really wonder uh, what the numbers are like. But Netflix, they guard that stuff like like gold at Fort Knox. Yeah. Yeah. I want the numbers. I want the numbers. God bless Netflix for trying. <laughs> but it's not uh, – it's not uh, – it's not working out yet. It's not working out yet. I found, just philosophically speaking, uh, getting out of this, this, this woman uh, on, on Twitter uh, brought up this philosophical point, and I wanted to get your take on it, you as a, as a modern gypsy. Uh, Rachel Bach, because there's like a big like anti-porn thing, I guess, going on now uh in in a in a small way but but she said and she raised this question i think i thought it was very interesting she says if porn is supposedly setting up men to have unrealistic unrealistic expectations of women and sex then do romance novels and to some degree romantic comedies have a similar effect on women whereby they develop unrealistic expectations of men and relationships and i was just like boom i never thought of it that way before I never thought about it that way before. Romance novels have been around since like the freaking printing press. And that's yeah. that's right so women can can dive into I know my grandmother loved them. My grandmother loved uh like harlequin romances. But isn't that I think it's a it's a it's it's a perfect thing. Like men and women were wired differently. Guys look at porn, some girls too. I'm not saying that like it's it's exclusive to one sex. But like it, women like the romance novels and the romantic comedies and, uh, you know, once again, not all women, not all women, but uh, there's a good, a good hunk of them. So there's like a false expectation on that side. And then dudes have a false expectation from uh, from watching the porn. I think it's well, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a marvelous point. Well, first of all. I find the whole debate about banning porn to be like Tipper Gore in the 90s, okay? Yes. Because we're not going to ban it. The right conversation is we know children that come across it too young, especially some of what is available on the internet today, right? Um, yes. And then start to watch it. Number one, it it's very disturbing to them. And number two, um, starting to watch it too young, much like weed can screw with your brain. Okay. Correct. So we know if you smoke weed after you're 25, your frontal lobe is already formed. Probably not going to do too much bad stuff to you. If you do it in moderation, right? If you do it before then it can actually screw up your brain development. So there's, there's a legitimate conversation to be had that says, how do we protect children who can be negatively impacted by this stuff? From doing this, right? I think that's a legitimate conversation. The second thing is, if, if if somebody wants to watch pornography or read romance novels and they approach it from the same perspective they do when they read Star Wars or um, watch a sci-fi movie, that this is fantasy. This is someone's imagination, right? Constructing these realities that you're either watching or reading. If you really go into that and think this is something that is is you're able to expect or you should expect, then then you're going to run into problems yourself. 
Like, well, that's that's the big question then. I mean, to get to get to it, if you're so, I I think you I could mean, probably. We all, we all fantasize around a whole range of things, not just sex. I mean, you know, when you dream at night, to some degree, that's that's think, fantasizing think... about something. I just I don't understand why people take these forms of entertainment and then say, oh, it's ruining society because people actually take a look at that and say that's reality. That's not what it is. It's entertainment. Well, just for the sake of argument, it's like yeah. if you have if you have some kind of, uh, you know, your computer is now DNA protected, right? And you know, there has to be yeah. a retinal scan and you have to be, you know, 18 years old to watch this uh, pornographic content. Shouldn't you have the same? Because it sets up a false expectation. It sets up a false expectation. Wouldn't that, shouldn't you also have that for romantic comedies? Like, and, 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 you know, boy meets girl, boy gets girl, boy... You just you see what I'm saying? Because Mr. Perfect, oh, it's Prince Charming. He comes in and saves the day, and that's 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 what life is supposed to be. Shouldn't you have it on both? I guess I guess for me, I I just look at it from a completely different perspective. Most movies, forms of entertainment, etc., are supposed to, and even if you look at the Marvel universe, it does this right. They're supposed to articulate our, our myths, right? Our hero myths. So when you look at a romantic comedy, and to some extent when when you look at, at porn, it it's showing you the ideal sort of thing. And I'm not saying porn has a lot of ideals, so don't take it that way. But it, it's what everybody would want it to be, right? We want yes. all of our men to be strong and, and, and passionate and... and heroic and, and these sorts of things. So of course the characters in our entertainment are going to put forth those values. They're part of our societal myths. I, I, yes. I don't, I don't see number one. I think we need more of those positive myths, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why people need to be protected from them because we all kind of understand what it is. I mean, I, I would want my younger children, right, teens and whatever, to go see positive male role models who are doing good things and acting in good ways. Um, I want them to see that. Yes. So I just, I don't, I, I so fundamentally don't even understand the debate because I know where, I know where the legitimate part of it is, right? Let's not let this stuff hurt. And it does hurt children and teens, right? But I, I, I don't get the rest of it at all. I think that uh, you want kids to see, like, uh, you know, hey, be more like Thor. Be more like, uh, you know, this brave guy who's got a sense of humor and he can do, do defend. And then you also, uh, if, 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 if you want to be more successful in life, you want to be more like Thor. And ladies, if you want to be more successful in life, you want to be a little bit more like Jenna Jameson. I think that's fair to say. I think both sides I mean, can I, give a little. You know, I'll go back to John Hughes. I want you to know that even Ducky can win. Right? I've never watched that movie. Okay. Um, I, I'm just saying, you know, if, if, you watch, if you watch a lot of romantic comedies or Boy Meets Girl or, or that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And I really don't. But at, at, at some point, unless somebody treats somebody very badly, everybody wins. There you go. So those, and I, that's... I think a lot of those stories also give people hope. I don't have to be the best looking guy in the room. I don't have to be the hottest girl in town, but I can still win. That's very true. However, there was some there was. Uh, yes, I think you've got, you have to be a. It's like uh, not John Cusack. Who was the geeky guy in uh, in Sixteen Candles that one of the Josh. girls underwear? No, no, no. Uh, that was Long a different Dog movie. Dog. No, <laughs> whatever. John Hughes like subverted the form. He was very good at it. But like oh, the geek and, and I mean Breakfast Club. Everybody won. <clears throat> did they though? I hated the they Breakfast did. Club. A Breakfast oh, Club was good for it. like one showing, and then when that stop dude's it. when he's walking the, on the the field, why are you ruining my myths? Stop I'm not it. ruining it. It's it. 
It is what it is. When I first saw it, I'm like, yeah, that's great. But that movie does not hold up well. Of all the John Hughes movies, that's uh, that's up there. So here's what we're saying, you guys. Be passionate about what, what you do and know the expectation probably on the other side of it is like uh, from from watching romantic comedies. Yeah, she's going to want you to be uh, more heroic and more, you know, you've got to be a poetry writing fireman who works out and is a great listener. And then on the other side of it, uh, ladies, throw your hips in it. <laughs> I mean, throw- it's just I, I – I don't know how else to explain it. I explained it perfectly well. I don't think we have to go past that. Yeah, I I mean, I just, you know. However, if you do want some good comedy now that we've had this, like, deep psychological conversation that I think I've lost myself in, um, go back, and we'll just just end on this, um, and take a look at Hank Johnson's letter demanding that Bill Barr and and, and Durham resign. Go read that. Okay, that's... That's your homework. You can either watch some romantic comedies mm-hmm. or you can watch some porn or you can read a letter from, Dude, from a lawyer to Bill this Barr. Is the man, this is the man who thought Guam was going to tip over. Oh, Lord. That should be entertaining. That'll this be entertaining. is the man who showed a debunked photo in the impeachment hearings. Okay? That's great. Hank That's Johnson. Wonderful. I do not know how they keep electing him to Congress. I don't understand it. I'm embarrassed for him, and I'm embarrassed for his constituents. And now he wants our attorney general to resign. That's hilarious. Okay, have a great week. You guys are all invited. I want you all to sign in to loftusparty.com. You can post up. That's the best place for us to have conversations about this stuff. Have a great Hanukkah. Have a merry, merry Christmas. Uh, next week, lock and load. Next Sunday that there there will be uh there will be star wars talk i don't know how 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 we cannot we're actually behind the the eight ball on this one i love you i'll talk to you yeah Bye. bye